Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're back. <laughs> Oh, we're back. we're back. We are back, team, for another episode in in the one guy. It's not really in the one guy show, are we? We're not inside of the show. Part of the show. On the show. Well, no, it won't. Well, I was going to say, you know that recording in progress? Like, everyone probably listening now knows exactly what oh, that yeah, is. Record. I presume it's copyrighted. Um, uh, copyrighted. And it's uh, to do with, like, personal... Yeah, 100% because you know you know someone's yeah, complained. Yeah, that you don't know that it's recording and that probably because there's been a lot of people that have been caught doing stuff in meetings throughout COVID. Have you seen any of those funny videos? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to turn off their video, didn't they? And they got up to naughty business. My The funniest one, I absolutely love it, is when they're like some sort of court date and he's like, I can promise you I'm not a cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because once you start it, you can't change it. So he's like, I can promise you I'm not a cat. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, John, we know you're not a cat. <laughs> oh. Oh, right. We, we've got a, um, we've got quite an interesting episode today. So the episode is called Ask, Ask the, the public. public. Ask the public. Ask the public. Ask the now, public. Now, what this, what this basically is, is the questions that we're going to be answering is the most Googled questions over the last um, month. So this is what people around the world are actively like asking um, repeatedly. So all of the questions we're going to be answering is that. So are we have no, so right now I have no idea the questions that we're going to be answering. I've literally just typed in weight loss into answer the public and I'm going to be going around and uh, we'll just be answering them and we'll, <laughs> We'll try and get around as the whole wheel. So on my screen, it's like a big wheel of questions. We'll try and get around the whole wheel. And we will literally do this podcast by answering the whole podcast. Let's do this. Right. Yeah, man. Ready? I was born ready. Okay. So first one we got is, what is the best weight loss surgery for me? Jeez Louise. <laughs> as if that's the most, as if that's the kind of Google thing. Oh, like, so, uh, like, I've just had a glimpse of a couple of them and they are quite entertaining. Uh, so there are, I mean, there are multiple weight loss surgeries out there. Yes. Things such as. So what's an interesting actual fact is for those people that have considered it, things such as um, gastric bands and all these different expensive weight loss surgeries, you're looking at eight, 10,000. What you've got to realize when it comes to these weight loss surgeries is that they are simply like sticky tape on a leaky tap. They are not a long-term solution. They physically put you in a deficit because they shrink the amount of volume that you can eat because they reduce the size of your stomach, which is great. The thing is, is that they are not, I repeat, they are not completely undoable. As in, like, you can undo them. You can quite easily overconsume. We've probably had three women, I believe, through the academy who have spent over £10,000 on gastric bands and they haven't lasted. Reason being is that if you mm -hmm. don't address the underlying causes, you are simply forcing yourself into a deficit, which is great. But the thing is, is you can undo that deficit because if your relationship with food, et cetera, et cetera, is still not great, you will still eventually over-consume. In short, so the best weight loss surgery that you can do is a calorie deficit and also liposuction. So whenever you put on body fat, you hypertrophy your fat cells. So you basically like grow them. Liposuction goes in and takes them away. Again, it is just a short-term fix because if you haven't done anything to do with your relationship with food, your habits, your behaviors, what happens once you come out of that surgery? You're like, oh my God, Hayden, they've sucked so many fat cells out of me. I look incredible. And you're like, Ryan, you look great. I go home and I'm like, okay, cool. So let's just like continue with life. 
doesn't work like that. Like it doesn't work just because you've got less fat cells in your body. It doesn't mean that you now can't get fat. You can. You can quite easily overconsume, and you will just hypertrophy, which basically means you increase the size of the other fat cells that you still have in your body, and you will be exactly back to where you are. You have to address the underlying causes. I think there was also another one. Have you seen that where they actually put in a contraption that makes your mouth only? Did you see this on the internet? In a foreign country so. where you it's... can only open your mouth like this, so you can't actually eat or chew food, <laughs> and you therefore have to go on a liquid diet. I look like a bit of a like puppet who's got the string stuck. <laughs> a ventriloquist, that's the word. So basically, you cannot open your mouth longer than you need to, and therefore they are all on a liquid diet. And it's a little bit of a shame. We should try and do the whole podcast. Like a ventriloquist. Like we should try and do the whole podcast. Like this. Really... Oh, man, my lips. <laughs> I'll be the worst ventriloquist <laughs> in the world. But yeah. That's the long and short of it. I don't know if you want to add anything. No, mate, you absolutely nailed that one. Um, Okay, so the other most Googled question in the entire world is, um, do the one guys really provide the best weight loss um, program out there in the world? I'll let you answer that one. Yes, that's all we needed. (laughs) Disclaimer, that may not have been Uh, a lie. (laughs) That may not have been Googled, (laughs) but it should be Googled. (laughs) um okay do weight loss pills actually work this is an interesting one actually i'm 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 interested to hear your response to this so uh, there there are appetite suppressant pills like i know a lot of places in america do give them out and they suppress appetite again it's not like this is the issue with it it's not fixing anything it's not fixing anything. And they're ultimately, they can be overrun. Like by your uh, inner thoughts, habits, psychology can overrun these, you know, appetite suppressants. There's natural appetite suppressants, fiber, protein, voluminous foods that are low calories, but high volume. These things are going to be natural appetite suppressors. They're not going to cost you a bomb. Um, things like fat burners and that, they're a load of hoo-ha. They basically just like make you sweat, increase your heart rate. Um, And they don't do that to any significant benefit that you're like, yeah, but I'm sweating. So surely it's like upregulating my metabolism. You're not going to put yourself into a calorie deficit by sitting there sweating your tits off. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. People think, don't they? It's like people think fat burners or some sort of weight loss pills are like, there's something, there's a magical system inside of it that like creates this, uh, yeah, like burns fat creates this process. But you know, weight loss pills do not directly cause weight loss. It, but it may indirectly help you lose weight because of like Ryan said, like uh, suppressed appetite, like, We've spoken about on the podcast, I think, before. We both took those same pills, like, what, like, 15 plus years ago, whatever it was. And it literally, like, when I used to take them, like, I would, about 45 minutes later, like, I thought I was going to be sick. Like, I literally thought I was going to be sick. So, like, I couldn't, I I wouldn't eat for, like, eight hours just because I was, like, I couldn't stomach anything. So, it was, like, (laughs) even though I lost, like, weight consuming them, it's because I couldn't even, yeah. I couldn't eat. I couldn't bloody eat. <clears throat> and again, um, like, so it's not good I thing. can't stress. It's literally just a temporary fix. It's like every time you get a puncher and you, you just go get a punch repair kit, eventually you're going to run out of tire to repair. You just need to get a new one and identify why you keep bursting your tire. It's because you keep hitting the same pothole. If you don't fix the pothole, you're going to have the same problem over and over again. Um, and this is what really frustrates me because I'm like, no one tells you that. No one tells you that. Like, yeah, get these fat burners. Actually, they shouldn't be called fat burners because they don't actually directly burn fat. Nothing you ingest burns fat directly. The only way you burn body fat is by being in a calorie deficit. Basically, your energy, your body not getting the energy that it needs, it therefore has to utilize energy that is stored. Any Energy can only be stored or used. It can't just be thrown away. So we have to either use it or we have to store it. If you're not using it, um, obviously, it will then store it. If you take in too much energy calorie surplus, you, body fat is just stored energy. It's literally stored energy. So we want to use that stored energy. The way we do that is by giving our body less fuel than it needs. You need 10 litres of fuel to drive 10 miles, give your body eight litres, and eventually you'll conk out. <laughs> yeah. Um, what weight loss is too fast? So again, what, yeah, that's the question. What weight loss is too fast? So the... So this is where it's kind of like difficult, isn't it? Because it's like, 
fast weight loss isn't necessarily bad because from a standpoint of motivation, you see results. It's going to keep you motivated to continue. It's going to lead to a good amount of adherence because you're motivated by seeing the results. You're going to have to diet for not as long because the results are going to be quicker. You're going to get to your goal quicker, yes. But then you've also got to look at the, the trade-off with that. Your hunger, your hunger potentially could be higher, not necessarily. Some people don't get massive amounts of hunger being in a big deficit. But also then you've just got to look at the individual. Some people get higher hunger. Some people then get lethargic. They have less energy. They then move less. So even though they're going fast out the gates, they're like, well, hold on, I'm hardly eating anything, but it's not working. And it's like, because your body ultimately is now fighting back harder because it knows in a much, it's in a much bigger state of famine. Like when you reduce your intake, you're pretty much in controlled starvation. Your body deems it to be famine, so it tries to slow it down. So going out, you know, going at a fast rate of fat loss isn't an issue, but it does come with trade-offs. Social events. Good luck trying to go out on, you know, go eat pizza and wine when you're trying to diet on like 12, 1300 calories. Yes, your results might be fast, but also your ability to adhere to that might be hindered by the fact you can't live life. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. It's For me, it will be too fast when it really starts to affect your lifestyle. So if you are physically like in a position where, you know you're like feeling super lethargic, like it affects your sleep, it affects your energy levels, like all of those things, then yeah, you probably want to look at A, what is like, what's your intake like currently? And like, or B, what's your energy expenditure? Like, or what are you just killing yourself? Like, which is creating a huge deficit, which is causing fast weight loss. It's, Ryan really did nail it on the head there. It's, there, there is no, there's no set number. There's no right or wrong to it. It's, okay. um, it comes down to more as you yeah, and I can't, I can't remember where this fact comes fact comes from or this kind of like number, but I know like a good a steady apparent weight of fat loss is zero point five to one percent of your body weight per week. Um, and again, there isn't like as proteins adequate. There isn't anything to say that necessarily you're going to lose more muscle. But again, that comes down to. In, I'd argue that that comes down to individuals as well like you put two individuals in a heavy deficit like me and my brother for example we have very different genetics if you put both of us in a heavy deficit i guarantee that he would probably maintain muscle i would probably lose it even if we're intaking the same amount of protein in like you know two grams per kilo body weight for example i guarantee that i would probably lose and he wouldn't so i think you've also got to take in a genetic mm. standpoint as well is that some people will be fine but also some people will find that it would actually impact them quite a lot more and again, it all comes down to the underlying factor adherence. If you can't adhere to it, then it's not going to work. So you've you've got to look at how going into a bigger deficit would impact you and ultimately impact your adherence to whatever it is you're doing in the first place. That's my gunshot. Um, okay, so the next one was, uh, will weight loss reduce cellulite? So... Cellulite is simply fat protruding through connective tissue. Uh, women typically have it more because of estrogen. They have lower body fat patterning. Again, it's down to genetics. Also, estrogen makes that connective tissue, I believe, thicker. Um, so the more body fat you have, the more it will protrude through. It's completely normal. Men have it. Women have it. It's just women tend to have it more because, as I said, they have more body fat around there. Losing weight will reduce cellulite because ultimately you're going to reduce the size of the fat cells. So you will see it protruding less through the skin. Yes, but I know perfect. And I've seen it literally on stage, like even some bikini physique models that are like crazy low body fat, like 15, 16% or something crazy for a woman. They still have a little bit of cellulite. It's like, it is just genetic. Some people get it. Some people don't. The more body fat yep. you have, the more it's going to protrude through the connective tissue. You can't really do anything. Reduce your body fat and it will go down. Whether it disappears, again, is dependent on where you lose your body fat from. Um, just because you store more around your midriff and your thighs and your glutes, etc., doesn't necessarily mean your body is going to be like, oh, well, there's more. Let's take it from there. It takes from wherever it wants. Um, so yes, it will reduce it. To what extent? Can't really say. Um, it all comes down to like individual. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in too much on this topic, but like I do feel the problem with this question is is really stems from social media. I feel like people are like as so much, like seen as bad again, this is a but hot, it's not. It's a completely normal yeah. thing. It's like having a mole. <laughs> it's like it's a normal thing. Everyone has moles. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I think, you know, 
And I do, I do appreciate the work that a lot of females are doing um, on Instagram with like, you know, doing before and afters within like a, a five minute and they're, t- they're, they're doing like certain stances yeah. and stuff um, to prove that, you know, it's very, very normal. So that kind of work I really do appreciate because um, it does show that, you know, Instagram and Facebook and like these social media platforms, like you can make yourself look like something that's not actually reality like so yeah it's don't 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 get caught up yeah ultimately like yeah cellulite is completely normal it's not ugly it's literally it's literally a normal thing and anyone that claims it's something ugly it's simply a byproduct of societal ideologies that have just come to fruition over time but it's complete excuse my friends it's complete horseshit yeah 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 okay so the next uh i feel like i'm on a game show yeah the next the next four i'm just going to do in the same one because it's going to um it's essentially going to be the same answer so will weight loss reduce back pain will weight loss reduce knee pain will weight loss um help with my with my sciatica and will weight loss help with arthritis so did you answer this one yeah so like from like a back pain and knee pain like yeah like it will 100% help because like you haven't got as much volume or as much pressure going through the joints um which which is going to be the same thing now uh correct me if I'm wrong sciatica is actually like a nerve compression um yeah so I mean I know I know people that have very 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 little um, body fat and so, like mm. severely so suffering more a lifestyle thing so than a body fat thing yeah so that's that's not really one and then um arthritis again again yeah uh, potentially on joints um but is it's arthritis is that hereditary i want to say yes I, d- yeah, I, I actually don't know. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, probably someone on listening back is saying, say yes, I believe it is. Cause I believe. <sighs> Jamie. Yeah. I want to say yes. Um, because yeah, the, ultimately if you're looking at like pain, like back pain and knee pain, again, it depends why you've got that pain. Like, have you got that back pain? Like I got back pain at the moment because I've been sitting down too much. Is it because I'm ca- carrying body fat? Is that going to change it? No, not really, because it's just it's just my posture and me sitting down on a chair. So you've got to look at why you're getting that back pain. Have you got the knee pain because you've played loads of sport when you were younger? It's like, if those are the reasons, then they're kind of like lifestyle factors. Again, Hayden's completely right. Like by reducing the amount of weight you've got going through those joints, you're going to ease the pressure on the joints. So ultimately ease the pain from whatever reason it come about. And like, like sciatica and things, yeah, it's just compression of nerves. So Body fat isn't really going to have too much of an impact on that. It's going to be more lifestyle factors um, and how you're exercising, moving, and, and what it is that you is doing. Cool. Um, and for everyone that probably thinking, why the hell did Hayden just shout Jamie? Um, that was a reference to a Joe Rogan podcast. I did want um, his editor, his um, the guy that basically does all like the editing and stuff. I'm pretty sure his name's Jamie, and he. <laughs> Joe Rogan always says, like, if there's a question that pops up that the, the host, um, like, doesn't know or anyone on the show doesn't know, he's always like, Jamie, put it up. <laughs> and then he literally, like, quickly pulls it up. And he's yeah, like, yeah, Jamie. it's got this. But this guy is super fast. It's like within, as soon as he says his name, it's like within five seconds, he's already got the Love. answer. It's mad. Um, okay, cool. So we got all those down. Uh, will weight loss reduce blood pressure? Um, and again, it's one of these things like with weight loss, reducing blood pressure, like there's other factors that will cause high blood pressure that are actually outside of um, weight. But yeah, if again, if you do have, a, if like you're obese or anything like that, it will help reduce blood pressure. Yeah. Um, and nine times out of 10, most people that are losing sure. weight probably are embarking on some form of exercise, not all. So that's going to help as well, just by increasing your fitness. Uh, this one. Um, Pretty simple. Where will weight loss show first? Wherever the hell it wants. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. So, so weird because you lose it in your face first, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it, it like slowly comes off of everywhere, but like my face included. My face literally starts to change from day dot. It's so I my body is a really odd shape. 
in terms of actual like when I what a statement when I my body's weird <laughs> when I like if I so if I diet aggressively like I can get like I'm not even joking like not even joking uh, I've even had like um, old uh, colleagues that I've worked with being like that's mad like from the first top two abs up in my chest like. You, if I had a picture from that, you'd think, oh my God, that guy is like lean, I know, like man. shredded all the way through. But then like, I don't like my lower, I've got like this lower belly fat that there. like it will, it, it, yeah. And I have to really, yeah. really go to the man. depths of dieting. Whether I'm 80 it. kilos or even when I was 104 kilos, I will always have my top two right side abs. They do not disappear. I don't know if it's like uh, maybe a... Uh, a symmetry thing, if that makes sense. Like those two, those two. To be fair, those two abs are thicker. So I don't know. You know, I'm I'm right sided. I've always played badminton, football, like right sided. So maybe those two have hypertrophy more than the others. Hence why they what literally the, the these the, the these two, two blue, abs above and below will never That's go. So like even when like I'm 104 kilos and pretty fluffy, those two abs will still be visible. It is weird. When, always when I tense, they're always still there. Whatever body fat I am, they do not go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it is due to like, obviously I'm right-sided. So I, uh, they've, they've obviously had more stimulus. Therefore, they are increased in thickness. For those of you that kind of do sit-ups, like sit-ups, I don't know if this question's on there, but sit-ups don't directly burn body fat. They can increase the musculature. So like they will hypertrophy and grow. Um so at a higher body fat percentage, you can still see them, which is like what I'm talking about here. I think that these, my right side abs are thicker, therefore you can see them. It's a lot like having the same thickness duvet, like having a thick or thinner duvet, but having a Jack Russell underneath it or a Husky underneath it. If the Husky's underneath it, you're going to see it, whatever the thickness of the duvet, more because of the object underneath it is bigger. That's kind of a really random analogy, but you get what I was going with it. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, some of the some of these ones. Um, oh man! Uh, like the next one, for example. <laughs> okay, Ryan, I need you to answer this. Um, where are the weight loss pills in Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because this is the most. Googled where are the question weight loss pills obviously, in Walmart? I have no idea. You know who's Americans are absolutely. I mean, I'd uh, love to go to Walmart. I've never been. And I can only imagine the shops and the superstores out there are insane. Oh, so you know when I went to America, um, I went on that. Um, what's it called? Uh, yes, Mastermind. Uh, a few years back. So yeah, I, I I went into a Walmart and um, there. So they have their Quest Bar selection. You know, so in in Tesco's. Tesco, Sainsbury's, just whatever. Like the first thing, where are the weight loss pills in Walmart? <laughs> it's so weird. But you know, in like Tesco's um, weight shows and that, you'll have like a bakery yeah. section. Like you'll have like a, um, you'll have a spices section or like a tin section. In Walmart, they had this one. This was in, um, uh, where did I go again? It wasn't Washington. It was. I can't remember. Oh, Clearwater. Clearwater. So they had a Quest section, Quest bar section, Quest nutrition section. The whole aisle was Quest bars in Quest. I was like, like a kid at Christmas, like all of these like candy bars of like protein bars. I, I'm oh, happy to live yeah. out in America. I think it'd be wicked fun. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I've always Where been the quite... weight loss pills are in Walmart, not a clue. You don't need weight loss pills, so don't look for them. Go to the <laughs> go to the meat aisle and buy some protein, or go to the dairy aisle and the vegan aisle and buy some protein tofu and whatnot, uh, and some fruit and veggies. They're your best weight loss pills inside there. I can't believe this. I love how I... the circle goes round and your head turns with the circle. What happens when it gets yeah, past you, a this point? You're gonna have to start this side. When there's questions, right, there's some of these questions and I'm like, these are the yeah. most Googled questions. Like, what the hell are people doing? Like, one of these questions here is, I'm even going to crack the grammar for them, is I don't, know if the, <laughs> I don't know if they think it's a set food or whatnot, but it's like, where is weight loss plateau? Whether they think the plateau is like a food or something, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what is weight loss plateau? We'll next correct it to, to the, that. Uh, it's next to the, the f f 
It's next, next to, to the, the frozen ice, we'll ice cream section. <laughs> uh, so, uh, ha- what was it? So, ha- what are we going to say? Uh, what? So it was. What is um, a weight loss plateau? Um, so a weight loss plateau is is a weight loss plateau. Uh, it's where you simply stop losing body fat. Um, people often let's start here. People often get confused and think they're on the plateau because they think the weight loss is going to be linear. It's not. Like we always say that at least two weeks of nothing moving. That means weights like scale weight measurements, photos, clothes fit, and nothing. If you notice no different two weeks, there may be a weight loss plateau happens because. Basically, you need X amount of calories. You need 2,000 calories to maintain where you are, 100 kilos, for example. And you consume 1,500 calories to lose weight. The thing is, is as your body weight comes down and you slowly say you lose 20 kilos, you know, we're 80 kilos, well, your body need for calories isn't 2,000 anymore because you are 20 kilos. You're like three stone lighter. So now your need for food is reduced. It was reduced maybe down to like, 1700 calories so then people are like well hold on it's like slowed down when actually what you found is that actually just your calorie needs have got lower because you're now a smaller person and after you've been dieting for a while we can sometimes find energy kind of like drops a little bit you move less so instead of only needing 1700 calories because you've lost weight well if you're moving less as well because you're pretty fatigued from dieting your calorie needs might have dropped to 1600 now the fact you're only in a 100 calorie deficit that could quite easily be eradicated, and which is where you would find that you would come to a plateau is where that actually now both sides of the equation, your energy in and energy out are the same. People think that it's like, oh, my body's just refusing to lose weight. It's like, no, like you've got smaller. Like I've had clients who haven't needed their calories changing in 12 weeks and they've consistently lost weight. I've had other clients who've needed their calories changing after eight weeks because things have just stopped. It all depends on one, the individual. Some people's bodies fight about harder. Women, you typically fight about harder because you are more important to the human race, quote unquote. Um, therefore, your body doesn't obviously want to put you into any uh, unforeseen circumstances and wants to keep you alive. Um, but also, yeah, just as you get smaller, your body needs and for calories gets lower and people forget that. People think that they're like, okay, cool. If I eat 1,500 calories, that will just keep me losing weight till I get to my goal. And it's like, well, no, because... The calorie deficit that started at 500, as you get smaller as a person, you'll burn less calories because you're a smaller individual. A four liter car needs less petrol than a two liter car. Um, and that's kind of how you've got to view it as well. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Now that is nothing additional to, to add. I'm going I'm to skip through some of these because they're absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I'm not going to read every single one anymore. Um, when does weight loss become noticeable? <laughs> uh, it depends, really. Like, yeah, it does depend. It de- totally de- like You'll probably see something in the first week because you drop a lot of water weight and carb weight. So nine times out of ten, you feel leaner. I'd always argue that that's typical, uh, that you feel leaner after the first week. Um, and then to see massive difference, I'd say within uh, like after like the first month, you should start to see a significant difference. But again, it could be... Again, that's such a binary question, though. Is it's like to what? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's it's like there's no number to it. It's like, okay, well, I've got more questions to ask you. Like, you know, how aggressive are you dieting? Like, if you're in a hundred calorie deficit versus a thousand calorie deficit, you're going to see results at a very yeah. very different speed. Yeah. You can notice um, on my face after like two weeks of dieting. Like, people will literally be like, "Have you lost weight?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Like a kilo," but I think it's all come off my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost that so much it's actually this firm bone structure I have you know um, uh, when does too much weight loss become dangerous when, like when it affects your physiology yeah, I was like uh, Is. yeah like when you're I don't, yeah, there's no, again, there's no like you shouldn't go below that, like this weight or whatever. It's like, yeah, as soon as you, I don't, yeah, that's, there's, there's no real when do you know you've lost two weight. Like, I know some people that are really skinny, and I'm like, if I look like that, that would be very, very underweight for me. But for them, it's like normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, my body would not be happy at that body fat level. So, again, I think it's a lot of genetics. Like, some people are able to sit at lower body fat easier. Um, and again, it depends what you could like. Yeah, there's no real like. Some people want to sit leaner, like close to stat sit like they look like they could just you know 
they want to have a six pack all year round. Some people that would be quite hard to maintain all year round. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know how you'd know that you've lost too much weight. You know, people used to say to me, oh, you've lost too much weight now because they just see it go from my face. And it's like, but they had no idea how much body fat I was still healthy. It's just that my face just was getting thinner and people were like, you've lost too much weight. Mm. And I'm like, but that's so arbitrary. Like what, what is lost too much weight? Do you know what I mean? Like the, what is it? Cause I'm like, according to BMI, I could weigh it's something, it's something as low as like 72 kilos or something for six being six foot. If I was 72 kilos, I would be anorexic. Like it would be better. It, it, like, uh, yeah, I would be ill if I was 72 kilos. So like for me, that would be, yeah. But for someone else at six foot, they might sit at 72 kilos because they are, you know, your typical ectomove, tall and thin and lean. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and I think so, that's what, that, hold on, I when, think just adjacent to that is that's where people get it from because people always say, ooh, people word. comment on it, they're like, oh, you've lost too much weight. Every, every single person who goes on a weight loss journey at one point will be told that you've lost too much weight. I've had it. I don't know about you, Hayden, I presume you've probably had it. I remember my other half had it. You always hear it. People in the academy have had it. Family members are like, oh, you've lost too much weight now. And it's like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, why? Oh, well, you don't look, you don't look. It's all a place yeah, of like, oh, you don't look well. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't look well? I'm like, what? Because my face is like thinner. Like how does, how does my, the, the thinner thickness of my face govern my health? Like it doesn't. Did you see the uh, Instagram post recently of um, uh, Seth, not Seth. Um, you know, the guy from Superbad, um, oh, what's his name? Is it Seth something? It's, it's not Seth Rogen. It's Seth. Uh, um, oh, it's going to annoy me. What's his name? Basically, it's. Um, no, it's not Seth. No, it's, it's Jonah Hill. Yes, that's the one. So Jonah Hill. Did you Jamie! see that Instagram? Like, yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where he was like. He was like, I know your intentions are well, but stop telling me that I look good or I, I look like I've yeah. lost weight and stuff. Um, it was really, really interesting read, actually, and, and like brought up a lot of like salient points to it. Um, that it's, sometimes it isn't like saying those things is like, even though your intentions are good, telling, oh, you look good, you're insinuating that they looked shit before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also saying and, you like, judge them on how they look. As in, like, you're like, oh, you look good. Yeah. As in, you've in isn't instantly given them this, like, status rise that, like, oh, you weren't as valuable as you were before when you were fat, Jonah, but now you're not carrying as much body fat. You instantly have much more value to you. And it's like, it's not the case. Like, he's literally still yeah. exactly the same human being, apart from he just has less body fat on and he's, and, and he's healthier. Does that make him any better or worse as a person? No. Like, there's more, there's more to a person than their body fat levels. Hmm. Um, you should read some of his or anyone listening, like some of his articles. Like he actually um writes really good. Well, he probably doesn't, but like his articles are really, really good. Like very, very deep thinking human deep. being. Deep thinking. Um. Okay. Cool. So, uh, when w again, I'm going to correct the grammar on it. When to lose weight after pregnancy? Um. There is no. There's actually. After pregnancy, after giving birth, it's really down to you because the, the question that I'm always asking someone first is, are you planning to breastfeed? Yeah. And as, as long as you're planning to breastfeed, then you probably shouldn't be focusing on mm. reducing your, like, uh, your nutritional intake, like, because your, your sole goal is production yeah. of milk. I think stuff. it's the same as so, like when you're pregnant. Like that, that's the same answer that I always give when I'm like, well, you're breastfeeding and if it's going to impact like your milk supply, then you totally just want to focus on like growing your baby. And it's the same as when people are pregnant, they're like, oh, I want to, and I'm like, fuel yourself, like fuel yourself, fuel your baby. You don't want to be reducing the amount of like readily available nutrients to your baby. You want to make sure it grows up. So why would you, I'd argue that I'm like, place your focus on something else. Cause for a lot of people losing weight can be stressful as well. And I'm like, you want to be as least stressed as possible. Like focus on growing that baby. Yeah, the uh, the caveat I'm going to throw in there only because I actually read this the other day. Um, the it's something stupid like when I say the other day, I actually mean the other month. 
<laughs> but uh, the term I'm I'm eating for two. Like when you're pregnant, like the new the additional nutritional intake is like fifty seven yeah. calories. And that's only in like the last trimester. It's like the last like trimester, isn't it? It's something along the lines of like yeah, the same as like a Mars bar a day. Yeah, it's so small. Like it's so small. Um, so yeah, no. It, when to lose weight after giving birth? Um, it was that that wasn't even the question, was it? We're like, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. after pregnancy. Um, yeah, it is. It's essentially comes down to the question of: Are you breastfeeding? How long do you want to breastfeed for? Like, we literally just had a woman join the academy. Uh, she was post what I think it was like six or seven weeks, and she had stopped breastfeeding. And we were like, cool, well, let's, let's start to leverage a little bit. But there's, uh, the other things as well that you do want to take into consideration is like, how traumatic was the birth? Like, did you lose a lot of blood through um, giving birth? Because again, like there's probably certain nutrients, um, vitamin B12 and stuff like that, that you want to be considering. And again, I'm always like, if we can get you, and I'm going to deviate into something else in a second with this, but I want to get you in the most optimal state first to start losing body fat. So when I speak to someone and they're, they've either got some sort of disordered eating or eating disorder pattern, I'm like, there's no amount of deficit here that's going to help you out. Like you're only depriving yourself of more food, which is only going to have a negative impact. So if someone comes to me, they have a, dis- a disordered eating pattern, like an aggressive one as well, which is on borderline of um, eating disorder. By the way, those two things are very different. Um, but on that borderline of going into the um, eating disorder, I'm like, we really want to be fixing your relationship first with the food because once we fix that relationship and we can get you in a better state, dieting will become so much more enjoyable and far, far yeah. easier for and you. that's what it's all about. It's about the enjoyment. Sorry, I dropped my ring on the floor. I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, and that's what you want to do is just make like the, as much as like you know everyone sees dieting as not being something that's fun or whatever it is it doesn't have to absolutely suck and if it does suck then nine times out of ten you're not doing it right i'd argue like unless you're like stepping on stage and you're really low body fat levels it's gonna suck because you're fighting a lot of kind of like kickback as it were from what you're doing but for the most of us it shouldn't absolutely suck like it's gonna be times when it's difficult but you shouldn't be like oh my god this is horrendous yeah. Um, okay, so this is probably the most common question that everyone um, is going to want answered. Is why is weight loss so slow? Your expectations. Oh, yes. Top mark, oh. top of the class. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah, I was, I was going down yeah. the same path. Weight today. loss isn't. No, nah, weight loss isn't slow. It's just your expectations. You think it's going to be fast. You think you can lose like a stone in three weeks. You think that um, it is meant to be this linear process and it's not. And unfortunately, this just comes down to, I'd argue, skewed expectations because of marketing. Everyone realized that time is of the essence. Time is the most precious commodity you have. We want things yesterday. Weight loss has just literally come under that bracket of like, what can we do to speed it up? Phones are quicker, internet's quicker, cars are quicker, everything we want quicker. Weight loss has come under that. It's no different to any other product that's been sold in the market. Therefore, that it is now marketed as something that can be done quicker. It's like the product that can give you the results in the quickest amount of time usually gets the most amount of eyeballs to it. So therefore, it has then skewed your expectations because people promise that you can lose 30 pounds in seven days on all this crap when it's not actually true. Weight loss takes time. It is, you're not only fighting with yes, to create a calorie deficit elicits the fat loss, but you're fighting with psychological, physiological kickbacks from the dieting process, and there is no correct amount of speed that you should be aiming for. It will come off when it comes off. You just got to be patient. Yeah, I I can't I I can't remember who I got this off, so I can't. I'm sorry, I can't give you credit. Um, but. I saw something really, really interesting where they were saying like, right, so you didn't like to the place of where you are really unhappy with your body and you've gained excess body fat. Like that didn't happen over 12 weeks. That didn't happen over 16 weeks. Like it probably didn't even happen over six months. Like you're talking like a year, two years maybe of like a build up process of that. Now, why I say like over a year is because like no one actively starts consuming like 
three or 4,000 calories every single day consciously. It's not, it's like a slow habit and behavior thing that builds up. And then that's when you start to build all this excess mm-hmm. fat. Now, when we went to, want to lose it, we expect it's going to be gone in eight weeks or anything like that. But you've, it's taken you a year to two years to build up those habits and behaviors to get you where you are now. Like, I'm not saying it's going to take a year or two years for you to get rid of it, but it's the same. The analogy that used is like, it's, it's like growing a baby, right? It's like, you've got this, like you're pregnant for like nine months. Did you have to and, think about that for a second? Oh, you're, like, you're pregnant for like nine No, I was going to go months, down. Maybe? I was going to go down a different direction with it, but you're pregnant for nine months. And it's like, no one is like, oh, do you know what? Like, this is ridiculous. It's taken too long. Like, it should be faster. It's like, no, you've got like a, a hu- like human growing. Like there's literally a human being growing inside you. Like it's a ridiculous statement to be like, oh, this, this, this should be a fast process. Like you're literally like growing human being. So like you need to start thinking of weight loss as that yeah. journey. Like use, like think of it like giving birth or a pregnancy or something like that in terms of like the time limit with it, um, rather than think it's going to be this quick thing. So it's exactly like Ryan said at the, at the beginning. It's that expectations that you have that is getting you yeah. so frustrated and stuff. Like if it was a, just a common thing, if it was like a common thing in today's society where every single person knew, it's like most people know if you want to become a millionaire, that's a lot of um, years of work and sacrifice yeah. and stuff like that. Like it doesn't happen like, o- it's a overnight. It's really bad analogy, but like people basically assume it's like to, to get to where you are now, it's like building a house. It takes so much time to build a house from scratch, from the foundations to the brickwork to adding the windows, painting, adding doors. You go into it then about, right, now we've got to take that house down. You see it as in like, you've got a bulldozer and you're going to smash it down in two seconds. No. What happens if actually someone said to you, you've got the same tools as what you built that house with to take that house apart? Well, it's going to take you time. You're going to have to unscrew the windows. You're going to have to knock each brick down slowly with probably nothing much more with a hammer. You're going to slowly have to take every little bit apart. And that's how you should see it. Not only have you kind of like built this house, you've got to take it apart bit by bit. You can't just come in with a bulldozer and smash it down and expect the great results. Because what happens, ultimately, imagine if you've got to just, if you want every bit of that house to take with you, it's like you go in there with a bulldozer, you're smashing the hell out of it and nothing's going to be left. And that's what you do. You go into weight loss like this bulldozer. You smash through it, wanting to get these quick results, restrict yourself, do these crazy things. And then you wonder why at the end you're left with no house and nothing actually worth saving. And you're almost in a worse situation. Your relationship with food skewed. Relationship with the scales is skewed. You're disappointed. You're demotivated. And most of you then probably actually end up going on an over-consuming session for a few weeks to actually kind of like settle your uh, emotions that you're feeling after such a crazy thing. And then ultimately what happens is then house rebuild itself as you're then like probably put on body fat again. And then you're like, oh, cool. Got to try and like get this off again. And you end up in a further away from when you first started. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, well, no, no. What everyone knows how painful buying a house is, don't they? Like everyone knows that like, it's not, no one goes into buying a house thinking this is going to be done in like two or three months yeah. time. Like, yes, the slitters will dick you around for a bit, but it's, it's a long like painful process but your expectations know that so you don't like it doesn't like rule your life whereas like we need to start looking at weight loss like that like we need to start like have thinking like okay this is a long-term game like i'm going to be playing here and like expect your results to be like that because guess what in on week two when you don't drop five pounds you're then not pissed off because you knew it was going yeah. to be like that. So yeah, we need to change we need to change it. We need to change it. Preach. I had a dream. Um Oh, what's happened here? Have you lost it? I'm listening. Uh no, it, it's back. It's back back. Um I'm listening because so Asda can be here anytime. This is again, you've already answered this one. Why is weight loss stopped? Um it's the chances are it actually probably hasn't stopped. It's just your your thoughts about it has stopped because maybe the weight hasn't, your scales haven't moved for three or four days. That's why mm-hmm. you think it stopped. Um, if you're in a calorie deficit, your weight loss will not stop. It will happen. And also, just to it's kind of like, like disclaimer here, we say weight loss because it's what everyone says and it's what everyone understands. We always want to talk language that you guys understand. But ultimately, we're actually looking at fat loss. And so, yes, weight loss is what we we kind of like say and therefore we look at the scales and we're like cool I want to lose weight 
Scales tell me what my weight is. So theory, I just want to see that number go down because it means that I'm losing those numbers. But actually, we're looking for fat loss and fat loss isn't ultimately always shown on the scales. Here's a horrible fact for you guys. Only like 83% of the number that you see on the scales when it goes down is actually body fat. There's actually 17% of that number is actually other things such as... Um, <clears throat> water, muscle mass, all these different things that you lose throughout the process as well. Carbohydrates, all these different things. So even when you see the scales drop a kilo, it's not even a kilo, it's actually 830 grams of body fat because you've actually got 170 grams of other stuff. Soz. <laughs> so, Boom! Don't worry about um, it. Yeah, you good for it. Okay, cool. Um, so we then had... Uh, can weight loss cause stretch, stretch marks? Yes, if you have been severely overweight and then you're reducing it because what happens is the... <coughs> Bless me. <coughs> Sneezing on a podcast, that's a new one. So what happens is as you lose weight, your fat cells obviously um, shrink. Um, but the thing is, the skin has stretched. And I don't know if it's individual um, with regards to the elasticity of the skin, but some people where the skin is stretched, it doesn't always go back uh, to its original form, basically, because it has been overstretched. Is that anything you should be worried about? Not really. Again, it's a societal thing. People saying that loose skin's, you know, ugly, not something that's fan of. Can losing body fat, re can you get rid of the loose skin through exercise and things? People often ask that. The honest answer is no. Like, even if you build muscle, you will probably never build the amount of muscle needed to increase the inner volume to fill the gap of that skin as it were the only kind of like answer is surgical removal of that excess skin um so yeah but excess skin isn't body fat or anything Boom. it's just excess skin where the skin stretched and it doesn't have the elasticity to go back to its normal shape or its original size or shape yeah. or surface area i've got um i've got really elastic skin yeah my brother has as well um can weight loss affect your period? Yes. Yes. Basically, yeah, because uh, if, like, energy availability, which energy uh, availability is basically, it's the amount of, like, energy we need um, to sustain physiological function. So your body is basically, like, it will just try and keep you alive. So it will try and keep the, the vital organs Move, um, like if there's not en enough, enough energy available it won't go through like the normal cycle that will happen to a female because you're now using that energy for vital processes in the body to basically keep you alive rather than um, have like your menses and stuff like that yeah yeah your body believes that it's not in a appropriate state to reproduce so when you lose it it's basically your body being like yeah it's just it's basically resorts back to like evolution isn't it your body believes that it's in famine. It believes that there's a shortage of food wherever you are. Therefore, it believes that actually it's not an appropriate state uh, in your current situation and environment to produce a reproduce. I have a baby because you wouldn't be able to sustain it. You can't currently sustain yourself, so you wouldn't be able to sustain a pregnancy, therefore, let alone not child either. So your body basically switches that off. And it's like, no, yeah, no, Felicia, it. you ain't suitable. But <laughs> one of the most, one of the uh, most best ways as a kind of like byproduct of this one of the best ways to get back your cycle if you have lost it through chronic dieting is food literally increase your calories that was quite a recent thing that come out um yeah increase your food intake so if you do lose it you can get it back increase your food intake that's why when you are dieting having things such as diet breaks refeeds all these things can be good long term not only for retaining muscle but also kind of retaining hormonal and cycle health Cool. Right. We'll uh, we have two more, and first one is: Can weight loss re uh, re reverse diabetes? Yes. Uh, yeah. Type well, not type one, type two. Type one um, is permanent. Yeah. So type two, it can. I, we don't really need to expand on that. So just yes. yeah, <laughs> it can. And the the last one is: um, Can you lose weight without weight uh, yes. without exercise? Actually, a vast amount of our academy clients do. Now, this doesn't mean, like, I've realised after saying this for so long, like, it probably, people think I'm not an advocate of exercise. Like, I'm a massive advocate yeah. of exercise. Nah, like, I hate there's this so, like, there's a, yeah, there's a multitude of health benefits to it. Everyone should exercise. Um, and, 
Yeah, you shouldn't look at exercise as a means of burning fat, though. That's like, that's not what it's there for. Like, you should look at it to, um, you know, give yourself more energy, like muscle mass, like actually offset cardiovascular diseases, all these things. But like, all of the hard work from fat loss is done through nutrition. Like, the only way, no matter how many times a day you exercise, if you are not in a negative energy balance, you will not lose body fat. So it like yeah, exercise man. really has a tiny is it is such a small actually it's far, typically about five percent of the fat loss. Yeah, equation. those people that still like someone said the other day, someone's like, oh, I know, like I've got really bad hips, but I know running's the best thing for fat loss. It's like the only reason that running works for people for fat loss is because you burn calories through doing it. But what you got to do is like ultimately look at the flip side. Some people are responders, so ultimately it will just make them more hungry, and they'll end up consuming most of those calories that they burnt through the running anyway. For the most part, going for a run is extremely time-consuming. If you want to burn a lot of calories, you're going to have to go for an hour, two-hour runs. Thirdly, is it actually going to be sustainable? If you're running for the sole purpose of weight loss, what happens when you get to your weight loss goal? You stop running. Therefore, then your energy expenditure is going to go down dramatically, and nine times out of ten, you're probably just going to bounce back and put the weight back on. Ultimately, any exercise you do, you want to be doing a mixture of weight training and cardio, cardio for your heart and lungs and also your mental health, and then weight training for physiological benefits such as building muscle, strengthening joints, fighting off osteoporosis, all that good stuff, but also then obviously for the mental health benefits as well. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our final talk upon what is most Googled in the world of weight loss. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening to The One Guy Show. (laughs) I feel like this is probably as well. I, I only want to answer this last one. Because I reckon this is probably the most Googled out of all of them. How handsome um, is Hayden Ruff? And <laughs> said that, like, literally what I was about to say. Who Googles that? Um, so which weight loss program is the best? Probably the most Googled one, mad, I reckon. Um, so the problem is, the answer is the one, guys. So <laughs> The One Academy program. It is the best one. So this, this is my quick like 60 second TED talk on this. Now, when it comes to weight loss, everyone places their focus in the method of fat loss. Now, the method of fat loss being keto, 5-2, intermittent fasting, weight watch, slimming world, all of these things. But you completely disregard the principle of fat loss. Now, the principle of fat loss, exactly like I just said a second ago, it's being in a calorie deficit. Like being in a calorie deficit is the principle of fat loss for any method to work. Weight watch, slimming world, keto, 5-2, intermittent fasting. There has to be a deficit achieved. And that's the only way that program will be successful. So instead of thinking about, okay, well, which method is the best and which method is going to work, think about, right, okay, am I achieving the principle of fat loss? And then once you've understood the principle of fat loss, once you've achieved the calorie deficit, you can then choose the method that best suits you for adherence. So if you don't really like eating carbohydrates, then maybe keto is the good route for you. But if you love eating carbohydrates, then keto is the worst option that you could do. If you like having breakfast, intermittent fasting is not going to be a good option for you. If you never eat breakfast and you don't like eating breakfast, maybe intermittent fasting is a great method for you. So think about the principle of fat loss first, understand a calorie deficit, and then choose the method that suits you best for high adherence. My name's Hayden Ralph. Thank you very much. I'm here all year. I think we're ended there. Um, well, yeah, I actually really fun. enjoyed that. And there's a, there's a fair few that I didn't ask. They are, there's just, there is some comical we'll ones. We'll do it again. Um, which, yeah, which what we will probably do is an episode of the most ridiculous ones, just because we want to hear myself and Ryan have a big old laugh. Ryan and oh. I. Yourself. Bad grammar. Right, team. Mm-mm-mm. let's wrap this party up and uh, you go smash the rest of the week and um, we'll catch you see you later team see you next episode bye bye